0: The following is a production of Word Alive Creative Arts.
1: Welcome to the podcast of Word Alive International Outreach in Oxford, Alabama,
2: an apostolic center for transformation and freedom. We pray today that you will be blessed and strengthened by this powerful message.
1: Neglected to do this first service. I feel it's important not being political, I'm just trying to be spiritual. We need to pray for our president this morning. Um, <laughs> suffering from the sickness, and so we just join our hearts according to 2 Timothy. Pray for those. We pray for our president. We pray for our first lady today. We pray for all those in the political arena. We pray for the Bidens. They're running, Lord. Keep them safe from this sickness and disease, Lord. Drive this sickness from our present, Lord. All those that have been affected by this in government, we pray a swift, speedily recovery would come to them from this in the name of Jesus. And while we're at it, Lord, surely we can just keep speaking to this COVID thing and tell it to keep dying out till it doesn't exist anymore. And so, Lord, we just speak against this COVID virus in the name of Jesus, and we We just decree and declare with his stripes we are healed. We decree Psalm 91, a thousand may fall at our side and 10,000 at our right hand, but it won't come nigh us. We believe it, we decree it, and we stand in faith believing for this now and seriously believing for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. amen. Listen, guys, I believe that the worshiping church will have a power in the days to come. This has just been a test. There's a worshiping church arising in the earth that will have powers that says of the age to come. And so this is just a test. And we, you know, this time we've got we got kind of shocked by it, but I do believe there's more coming. So don't don't think that this is gonna be the first and last test. There'll be more viruses come, there'll be more stuff come. Say, man, he's got great news today, doesn't he? But God's preparing us for it. This is just a test, preparation. I'm telling you, the Lord is going to have a church who has the power to be able to stand and stop this kind of stuff in these days ahead. A a plague-stopping church. And that's why we're so adamant about worship. Some of you may not even understood what just transpired in that moment of what radical praise. But I'm telling you, there was an exchange from heaven to earth that as you walk it out in the next few days, you see a breakthrough happening. You may not have saw the angel that brought it, but you will actually see the breakthrough that happened in the days ahead. And so we're excited about that. And uh, we're looking forward to all that the Lord continues to do here at Word Alive and those following us there online, especially and those here on campus today. We um, just entered Friday night into Tabernacles and it's the Feast of Tabernacles. It has, it, this year is so October 2nd through October 9th. You say, what is the Feast of Tabernacles? It's the feast where the Lord comes and says, I want you to do two things. I want you to rejoice and I want you to remember. I want you to rejoice because of what God has done for you in the past. But I also want you to rejoice because i got plans for you in the future. And isn't it interesting that he thinks the harvest is going to be so great for his people, he said, I want you to celebrate by having an eight-day party. Now, I've been to some parties. But an eight-day party is the Feast of Tabernacles. To where, you know, in our culture, we're not off all week normally this time of year, but at least every night... My wife and I try to get outside. This is the, the custom under a tent, under an, um, under an open sky, if possible. They did that celebrating how God lived with them in a tent as they journeyed through the wilderness out of Egypt to the promised land. And they, sat, they, they actually testify to their family and their children and the children's children of what God did generations ago. That's why the faith of the Jewish people is so strong in the oral traditions because they're continually rehearsing to their children and their children's children of the faithfulness of God and how God brought them through the wilderness and has sustained them even today in the nation of Israel and continues to do His mighty work in those people. And so this is the the spirit behind tabernacles. Uh, Literally get out, try to eat. You know, We don't have to have a lavish meal every night, but just get outside, eat, fellowship. My wife and I, normally get at least one if not two nights where we gather all of our children uh and our grandchildren and we tell them our story and we tell them papa was a drug addict Bibi was a drug dealer because we are not ashamed of the gospel of jesus christ And we just tell it like it is. This is what God did for us. God reached down, snatched us out of a pit, set our feet upon a rock, put us on our goings, and sent us on our journey. And we rehearse how God delivered us and healed us and set us free and all the blessings that we have received since we followed Jesus. And he started being Lord of our life. And we do that every year. And what happens is those moments without realizing how many of you you know I don't go ask you to raise your hand but you know we hesitate to share our stories because we think there's shame in it well there there would, would be if there wasn't a redeemer There would be unless Jesus had stepped in See testimony's not about you Testimony's about him so when we tell our story, we're not talking about us. We're talking about the God who got involved in our lives and who did these great things for us. So this is what tabernacles is. So I challenge you over these next few nights that we have left, few days, get outside, look up at the stars, talk about the greatness and the bigness of God, and tell your story. Tell it to your children. Tell it to each other. Now, I understand that in this uh, A pandemic that we're still fighting. That you can't draw big crowds as we normally like to do around our home and have big big celebrations. So what we've decided to do this year is to challenge you to do something extraordinary. And that is what we're calling tent talks. Tent talks. And basically we're asking you to share a one minute testimony on your telephone. Doesn't have to be professional but just a one minute Testimony and share that to all your spheres of influence on social media and then also share it with the church we'll post it on our webpage so that we can begin to feel the atmosphere with the testimonies and I'm going to teach you here in just a few moments that I have left with you about the power of what 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 you can expect to happen but to participate all you got to do is text tent talks two five six two eight oh four oh nine nine it'll give you all the instructions of how to go about this how to share it on social media how to do your own if you're not capable of doing it your own or don't have access to a phone i'm not that tech savvy and so for me i would join you outside we've got suku set up in the connection we'll do it for you today we'll just take a telephone and do it for you right before you leave a one minute testimony story and we'll post it for you, help you get it posted last time I checked we had a service like this, our social media reach is 800,000 so when Word, when Word Alive, if everybody that goes to Word Alive and Connected with Our Alive shares something, it reaches 800 thousand people can you imagine us filling the atmosphere during Tabernacles with our one minute testimonies and letting them saturate cyberspace, and land wherever God wants them to land, bringing about the results that God wants to bring. Let me just give you two or three just examples and just kind of give you a taste of what that looks like.
0: Hey, guys, my name is Brian Owens. Before I got into a relationship with God and the Holy Ghost, my life was a true reflection of brokenness that brokenness stemmed from me being disappointed time and time again and from there it led me into a lifestyle of depression and insecurity and from there I got into a toxic cycle of substance abuse and lying and manipulating. It was truly awful. But the Lord met me exactly where I was. He shined light on the dark perspective I have of myself and on life in general. Since I've been in relationship with the Lord, He's given me a purpose and a destiny. and He's brought so many amazing people into my life to to do what we're all called to do and that serve the kingdom. So thank you guys for listening. In February 2016, I was on a trip in Uganda with wine to water and I felt terrible the entire time. When I returned home, I went to the doctor and I was diagnosed with a thyroid disorder. I saw a specialist in Birmingham who said that my thyroid was so overactive that he almost hospitalized me. He suggested that instead of surgery, I try a medication for a year or two that could sometimes reset your thyroid. In the meantime, a friend of mine who had been healed of the exact same thing prayed for me. And she told me to declare every day, thank you God for my thyroid miracle. And a year later, I was back at the doctor off all medication. They tested my thyroid and it was completely normal. And it has been normal ever since. So I've been completely healed from an overactive thyroid disorder.
2: Hello, I'm Dan Maddox. And I just want to tell you what the Lord Jesus Christ has done for me. He's been very good to me. I was saved when I was 19 years old. I heard a guy come preach one Sunday morning and he preached from Ezekiel 2230 and said that God was seeking a man and I felt like the Lord was speaking to my heart. So I walked down the aisle to the altar and I prayed received Christ into my life. And for the past 48 years, my life has been very exciting. The Lord blessed me with a wonderful wife, two children, six grandchildren, and I've been preaching the gospel ever since. The thing that's so exciting to me is that the Lord has been faithful. All the things that the enemy said wouldn't happen because I was serving the Lord. They did happen because the Lord blessed me. And so I just want to tell you today, whatever the Lord Jesus Christ has for you, you trust him, you be blessed. That's my story and you have a great day. Bye-bye. Woo! (laughs) Bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye, devil. So you see, it's simple, powerful testimonies, but here's what's exciting. When we put these out and we communicate these, you know what's going to happen? Somebody else is going to get healed of a thyroid condition. Somebody else is going to find their way off drugs. Somebody else is going to find the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior. This is the power that we don't realize is in our beings that will happen when we obey God. And so I just want to give you a few scriptures. Why is it important? Well, one, it's because of the time of year that we're in. This is the time of year to do this. Numbers 9.15, on The day that the tabernacle, which was called the tent of the testimony. Did you know where God lived in the wilderness was called the tent of the testimony? It was set up, and when it did, the cloud covered it and appeared like fire above the tabernacle from evening to the morning. What does that tell me? That tells me the Holy Ghost sits on your testimony. Look at your neighbor right now and say, the Holy Ghost sits on your testimony. Don't look at me like that. Look at your neighbor and tell them, the Holy Ghost sits on your testimony. So this whole concept of testimony, of tabernacles, is the season we're supposed to remember and rehearse our testimony, whether it's your salvation story, a healing story, a provision story, a a deliverance, something significant simply that God did in your life, and it manifested, and it is now what we call your testimony. Look at Exodus 25, 16. Place inside the ark of the testimony which I will give you. The very ark of the covenant of the presence of God was called the ark of testimony. They put inside this ark three different emblems speaking of testimony. The table of commandments which testified of God's covenant work in their lives. The rod that budded, Aaron's rod that budded was in the ark which testified of God's authority that he had given unto man. And then they put in their manna which is how God fed them in the wilderness, which testified of God's miracle provision. And it was called the Ark of the Testimony. So wherever the Ark of the Testimony went, the presence of God followed it. And so my point in telling you that is when you begin to release your story, your testimony... Unto the Lord, the ark of the covenant, the very presence of God will be on your testimony as it enters somebody else's life. Now here's where it gets exciting. Revelations 1910. Worship 1910, please. Revelations 1910. Worship God for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. You see that? Worship God for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. What does that mean? When you testify of something Jesus has done for you, it becomes prophecy. What does that mean? It either changes a current situation for somebody hearing it or goes into their future and prepares a future date to where God will meet them in the power of your testimony. And so when you share the testimony of Jesus, it actually releases the spirit of prophecy to those that you share it with Look at Revelations 12 11. It says And they overcame him By the blood of the lamb And the And they did not love their lives Unto the death They overcame him Satan by the blood of the lamb And the word of their testimony When I first got saved I just traveled all over the world And uh, after we left Pastor Benny Hinn's ministry God Told Bev and I, prophesied, said, In the next 10 years, you'll travel the whole earth. Your family will be by your side and your strength won't fail you. And I said, Lord, that's awesome. And so, sure enough, we, we bought a popcorn tin and a, uh, you know, that your Christmas time, you have popcorn in a popcorn tin. We had two of those for Christmas. We'd emptied those out, eaten all the popcorn. Our first office was an answer machine and a telephone on two popcorn tins. We said, God, I knew thousands of preachers that I could have called, but God said, no, don't do that. I'm going to build the ministry that I want you to have. He said, you just sit here and pray, and I'll have them call you. So Bev and I just sat there and watched these popcorn tins. Every morning, we'd get up drinking coffee, and we'd look at those popcorn tins, saying, maybe today somebody called. First day, second day, third day, nobody called. All of a sudden, somebody called. They said, hey, uh, do you ever go out and preach? I said, actually, I do. And they said, well, could you come to our church? I said, let me check my schedule which I had no schedule. (laughs) I said, I'm available. That's how it started. The next, that was in North Carolina. While we were in North Carolina, we got home, got a message on the machine. Guy said, I don't know who you are, but I was riding my tractor in Oklahoma. And I was riding my tractor bush hogging, and God said, find Kent Maddox. I said, God, who is Kent Maddox? He said, you'll know when you meet him, find him. He said, I started asking around. I found somebody that knew you. found somebody that knew somebody that knew somebody that knew somebody. And I finally got you. He said, would you come to our barn revival and preach to cowboys? I was like, yep. We showed up a real barn, real cowboys. You know, these aren't make-believe. I mean, they're the real, you know, you know how you doing, cowboys? In church. Holy Ghost hit that place. The cowboys rolling in the dirt, drunk in the Holy Ghost, baptized 60 in a horse trawl before we left there. Come on, somebody. We traveled, but we've been in 80 nations preaching. And every time I'd go, I would simply share my testimony. That's all I knew. I didn't know the Bible. I didn't have any sermons. I didn't have any teachings. I just had my testimony. So i just get up every night and I'd share my testimony and start praying for people. And you know, after a few times, that's okay. But after you've been to, you know, night after night after night, they're like, don't you know anything else? You know, I mean, uh, nope. So I did this and I wound up in England of all places. I'm sitting there and I got to thinking about this. And I said, Lord, you know, I'm going to all these places and all I do is share my testimony. And Lord said, yeah, I know. I said, well, what's this about? He said... What else would you share? I said, well, maybe a sermon. He said, what did Paul the apostle do? I went and got the Bible. It says, I I must testify of him in Rome. I must testify of him in Ephesus. Everywhere Paul went, you read in the Bible, he says, I was on the road to Damascus. (laughs) Read it. Every time he starts speaking, I was on the road to Damascus. Lord met me, knocked me off my horse, light shone round about me. Lord said, why do you keep kicking against the bricks? Wound up blind for three days. God sent a disciple, prayed for me, opened my eyes, filled me with the Holy Ghost, and I've been preaching Christ. Come on, somebody. Why? Every time he shared his testimony, here's something that's going to really help you. It really helped me. The Hebrew word for testimony simply means to do again. Every time you share your story, the same power that did it the first time is available in that moment to do it again. Now we understand what it means to overcome. By the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Because every time you either rehearse it to your loved ones or share it to somebody that's never heard it before, the same power that was on it the day it happened is the same power that's available right then in that moment for someone else. Or you. That's why Psalm 78, I don't have it on the slides, but Psalm 78 says they limited the Holy One of Israel, because they did not believe what God could do and did not keep His testimony. How many times have the, has the devil interfered and overcome us in our life simply because we weren't bold enough to get up and share our testimony? I know Dan and I. Dan and I grew up in the old Pentecostal church. We used to. It testifying was a part of our life. I mean, you'd get there on a Wednesday night, it was, there was a part of the service called testimonies. And people would get right up and they'd say, I'd like to testify tonight. Man, they'd start ripping a testimony about what God had done for them that day or that week or healed them or delivered them. And man, the Holy Ghost would hit them little meetings. And next thing you know, we'd all be at the altar praying. And God's power was just prevalent and available because we, we continued in the power of testimony. Remember them old unspoken requests, right? I always had one of them. I didn't want to tell nobody what I was going through. I I got an unspoken one here, preacher. (laughs) Don't nobody need to know it but me, (laughs) right? But it was testimony. But where's that at in the church anymore? Come on now. I, I love teaching. I love hearing the Word of God. But how about testimony like i'm not just going to tell you what paul the apostle happened to him i want to tell you what happened to me i want to tell you what god did in my life i want to tell you how good god's been to me i want to tell you how faithful god showed up in my life i want to show you how powerful god has worked in my life and in my family this is what this season is about and it simply says in deuteronomy 6 6 through 9 it says these commandments that i give you today are to be on your hearts Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit home and when you walk down the road. When you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door door frames of your houses and on your gates. God's saying you should be testifying to me continually to your children. When you sit down at home, when you walk down the road, when you lie down, when you get up, time in front of you put them up. Put them on the doorposts of your house. We should continually be reminding ourselves why. Because I know how the devil works. Just because he did something for you last year and now you're in the middle of something this year. And what will happen is if you can't pull back the memory of what he did last year, he'll try to snag you in this year. But as soon as you remember the years of the Most High God, David said these words in the Psalm, Lord, have you forgotten about me? Has your grace been exhausted? Is your mercy clear gone? Yet I will remember the years years of the most high God and how he delivered me and helped me and the God that did it in the past is a God that'll do it again today he's the same yesterday today and forever and I am going to overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of my testimony and I really believe that a spirit of overcoming will be released as we obey God in this season So just before we we pray, I'm going to have Dan come back up here because something transpired in the early service that I think you need to be exposed to because I believe it's something the Lord's saying. It's a fresh testimony of something that happened in Dan and his wife Dawn's life just recently. That's going to happen in this moment. It'll be recreated in the moment that he shares it on our lives. But I want to challenge you. I would... Here's the way I live. If I, if I don't do it in the next 24 hours, it ain't going to get done. Because if I put it off till tomorrow, then it'll be off till tomorrow, then it'll be off till tomorrow, and the next thing you know, Tabernacles is gone. So I'm challenging you within the next 24 hours, either just right now while it's hot, go to a tent, sit down, let them put a phone in your face, and tell your story. Don't have to be professional, doesn't it matter if it. You have a hiccup or a mess up Just tell your story What I love about my testimony Is I don't have to remember it I'm not making it up It's my life So I don't have to have notes I lived it And so whether it's the story of your salvation Or how God sent you a mate Or how God healed you Or provided for you Whatever it is Because what's going to happen When you send it out The person who needs to hear it Is going to hear it And when they do It's going to be recreated. And I promise you, we're going to be bombarded with stories of what happened. Some of your own family member don't even know your testimony. Some of our own family don't even know our testimony. Because we let shame and guilt and all that get on us. Your whole family could get unlocked. You could break generational curses off your whole family just by sharing your story. I'm telling you, there's power in it. You could break Satan off a whole generational line just by being bold. Let me just tell you what God had done for me. Yeah, it happened in my brother's uh, uh, Thanksgiving a couple years ago. One of the member family members just got up and in the midst of it and just boldly started giving testimony. He said it made everybody in the room so uncomfortable you couldn't already sit in the room. But God broke something through. And something shifted and something changed and redirected the whole family. And so I'm challenging you within the next 24 hours, if you want to text testimony, we'll put that back up there. You text testimony. This is, we got to be an interactive church. Let's just go ahead and prophesy the day of consumer Christianity is coming to an end. And three people said, Amen. We're all in this together. You are a minister, you are an ecclesia. You have a power of the word of God in your mouth, just like I got it in my mouth. And when you release it, same thing, will happen when I release it. Power of God will show up on you every time. And so that's why in the next 24 hours, either text Tent Talk so you can find instructions or to do it yourself or, or go out in one of our tents and release a one-minute story, one-minute testimony. Do it within the next 24 hours so that we can see God begin to move in a supernatural way. How many, how many would say you're going to join me and do this with me? Would just raise your hand if you will, and you're not lying to me. Like you're really, like you're really going to do it. Wave at me so I can say, you, you, you will step out in faith and actually do this. All right? It's important because I know God's going to do something supernaturally. And, and, and I know this isn't a mind-boggling revelation I brought to you today, but I know it's the word of the Lord. Because, see, I believe we're about to step into a season of miracles, unusual miracles that we've not seen before. And they're not going to be coming off this platform. They're going to be coming out of your mouth. They're going to be coming out of your lives and your homes and your walk with God as you release and minister to others. So I'm going to get my brother Dan to come just before we pray for you and release this anointing for testimony and and what God wants to do today in this spirit of breakthrough. But what Dan shared this morning, he's never shared it ever before in his life until today, and it it released an anointing and set many of us free uh, in this 9 a.m. service. So,
2: Good morning. Thanks for coming out today. Um, I came to the nine o'clock service, and uh, I was sitting over there, and uh, <clears throat> uh, the Lord just began to speak to my heart about something that happened to me 48 years ago, and uh, I was thinking about it, and uh, and I started, and all of a sudden, in about 30 seconds. I got a full understanding of a lot of stuff And then about two seconds later, Pastor Kent said Dan, if you got something in your heart, you need to release it So I felt like I needed to release it uh, My wife Dawn had open heart surgery on August 18th And uh, I got in a very dark place Now I've been in ministry for 48 years and I've been through the wilderness, and I've been through trials. But this was a really dark place for me. And uh, and I remember, because she'd been in the hospital twice to have two babies, and that was it. When the doctor saw her medical record, he said, I've been looking at it, but you don't have one. But 48 years ago, I lived right here on this property. helping When I wasn't preaching, I was helping my dad build that house Well, Dawn and I were getting ready to get married, and I had a dream. And in the dream, I was right back here like I am today at at this place in my life, and something happened, and Dawn was gone. And I remember how depressed, troubled, and broken I was, and I woke up. And I was thinking Well Lord are you trying to tell me That I don't need to marry her But I prayed about it And I had great peace And we got married And um, down through the years We had a great life She's been my greatest supporter But when all this happened I can't explain it I could see that God was with us The night I took her to the hospital To the doctors that she knew were there the cardiologist that took care of her, knew the, knew the head surgeon at UAB and got her in that and all that stuff. But all through the process, the enemy kept tantalizing me. And what it was, what the Lord shared with me, just because the Lord revealed stuff to you doesn't mean he caused it. But what happened to Dawn was supposed to take her out. But it didn't. Because you prayed. I prayed. And she's alive. And she's well. But you see the thing about it. I never would tell him. But I never never even talked to her about it. But down through the years. This would always kind of haunt me. I may not act like it. But. In my life, I never felt I got to that place that I really wanted to be. I felt like there was a place. But you see, the Lord revealed to me today this. You see, the enemy, if you let him, he'll get you to a dark place. You can be a Christian, and he'll still take you to a dark place. But you see, here's the thing I want to tell you. See, I would use this thing, perfect love. I think, Lord, I want to get to that place where I have perfect love. And because I felt like I never got there, I felt like I never arrived. But here's the deal. It, got, it opened my mind to it today. This verse says, Perfect love casteth out all fear. It doesn't say perfect love keeps me from fear. It says perfect love cast out fear. For perfect love to cast out fear, fear's got to be there first. So I just want to tell you today, put your hand on your heart. And Lord, we release the fear over anybody in this house today. We release it, Lord, just like you delivered Dawn and helped her and she's physically uh, doing well. Lord, I pray that you just release us today. That, Lord, we'd serve you without any fear. That we'd serve you without any fear. Uh, problems, we're, we're going to have problems, but Lord, we're going to believe you for the very best because you are a God. See, God, break through and break out. Work hand in hand. What God did for me this morning, he broke me out of that and broke me through it. You see, he's breaking us out to break us through, and that's who we are. And so I want you to stand up with me. And we're going to make a promise to the Lord first and to ourselves today. Is that all right, Pastor Kent? That from today on, Lord, we're going to walk. And when we start questioning, we're going to believe what you say about me, regardless of what anybody else says about me. If my friends say I don't qualify and you say I am qualified, if my family says you don't deserve it, but you said you'd shower ch- you'd ch- you'd ch- me with mercy and grace. Whatever the report of the Lord is, I declare today on this Sunday morning at about 12 noon that here at Word of Life we're going to believe the report of the Lord. Now just give him a big old crazy praise in this house. Just keep our hands up
1: just a minute. We, we just decree false dreams, <coughs> negative false dreams of fear, negative false words that have slipped into our spirits, spoken by those around us or even out of our own mouths about our lives or about our futures. Those snares that the enemy would like to snare us with, We say they're broken today by the power of that testimony. Just like God broke Dan out today, we say now that same power, that same testimony is working in us and removing fear of death, fear of the future, fear of failure, and most of all, fear of man is being broken off of our lives today. And we rejoice in it, and we celebrate it in it for the goodness and glory of God. And all God's people said amen. Can we give the Lord one more hand of praise here today? Now, if you didn't have a testimony, you just got one. You can simply say i was at church today and i've been laboring under a spirit of fear and all of a sudden this man named dan maddox got up told his story when he did i can't explain what happened to me but something broke off my mind broke off my heart and i feel free for the first time in a long time because I'm, god didn't give me the spirit of fear but power love and a sound mind and so we say no matter how dark the places we may have been in, his light is shining in us now and moving us forward in the name of Jesus. So I bless you today. I say as you go and share your testimony, may the Ark of the Covenant, the very mercy and grace of God, rest on your words and change lives as we send these words out from here today. May people be saved, healed, delivered and set free by the power of our testimonies today, and we thank the Lord for it in advance, in Jesus' name. We thank you and we bless you with rejoicing in tabernacles and being refreshed by the glory of God. This has been a presentation of Word Alive International Outreach, 122 Allendale Road, Oxford, Alabama. Reach us by phone at 256-831-5280
2: or at our website, wordalive.org.
0: This has been a production of Word Alive Creative Arts.